Hello, everyone. I know, it's been a while since I've uploaded an episode. I think about six weeks. But I am absolutely not gone, and I'm not planning on going anywhere. I love talking to all of you about tarot and all things magical. But I just needed the time back to finish a few projects and consider the direction of this podcast. I know I left you all in a bit of a cliffhanger. I was going to go on to discuss tarot in many different scenarios, but I got in over my head and I thought I was a superhuman and that I could handle doing everything on my own. And I just couldn't, which is totally fine. It was a great learning experience. And I have a better idea now of what I need to do to create a stable and growing space for us all. And you know, every week for the past year, when I drop a monster of an episode, I wrote that episode that week. And a lot of times I'd write, record, and edit a day, maybe two days before the episode aired. So for a year, I have been nonstop channeling information that teaches, and channeling to teach is way different and harder than channeling for yourself and your own evolution and understanding. When it's just for you, you don't you don't need to relay it to anyone or make it easy to understand. You can just absorb it. So I was channeling and then writing, and I was interviewing and refining and channeling some more and editing, and I couldn't get anything else done. So I'm excited to have my mind back, and I have some really, really cool news that I hope you all are down for. So I want to talk first about the project I just finished, which is also the title of this episode. And then I'd like to talk to you about the structure of the podcast for the foreseeable future. And make sure you stick around for that because it involves you, and I can't wait to talk to you. And lastly, I'm going to answer a common question. Does critical thinking sabotage my intuition? Or in other words, is my thinking mind silencing my intuitive voice? So to begin, I am so happy to announce that I completed my very first tarot book, How to Read Tarot, Workbook for Beginners. I've studied tarot off and on for over two decades, and in the last seven or eight years, I really focused on it and studied everything I could find. You'll read this in the beginning of the book, too, but I was convinced it was my lack of dedication that was making it difficult for me to read tarot, so I picked up all of the books from the 18th century to the 21st century, from occult philosophers to New Age psychologists, and what I discovered was the issue actually isn't with me, and it's probably not with you either. Tarot just isn't taught very well at all. I'm not knocking anyone's book or website or course. I've interviewed and corresponded with amazing tarot experts and authors, but I will say it's hard to appreciate anyone's work when you don't really know how to read tarot. So if you have a specific tarot person in mind that you absolutely love, I'm not saying they don't express their philosophy well. It's just if you still feel left in the dark or stuck at a certain point, the issue isn't with you. It's that there's not really any book that gives you what my workbook gives you, and that's structure. Okay, do me a favor, if you're not driving, click the link in the bio section titled How to Read Tarot, Workbook for Beginners, so you can follow along with me as I explain what's in this workbook and why 
If you want to become a confident or professional tarot reader, you should start here. First, after you get there, I'll give you a second to get there. First, you'll scroll through a few questions that I'm sure you'll say yes to. But right after these questions, you'll see this workbook comes in three forms. Coil-bound, paperback, and PDF. The coil-bound and paperback books are 8.5 by 11, so they're the size of a notebook rather than a diary, because you'll be writing a lot in this workbook, and I felt a larger size would be better for that. The PDF is also great. I personally prefer digital because I type so much faster than I write, and I like to keep everything organized on my computer. Um, but I also made sure to add plenty of clickable links for easy navigation. Almost every page has clickable links on them that will take you to different places in the book, so you won't get stuck in the middle of a chapter wanting to hop to another chapter really quick, but you like have to scroll like crazy to get there. You can also use the table of contents at the beginning of the book to jump to any chapter. And like I said, almost every page has four clickable links that will take you back to the table of contents, to the tarot teachings, to the meanings, and to the exercises. You'll also receive another PDF file with all the printable practice pages, weekly tarot log, and reflection pages. So you can print out as many as you'd like and put them into a binder or a folder. Maybe some of you know how to use Adobe in order to write it in uh, on the PDF itself, whatever you'd like. There's endless amounts. Uh, or you can use your own notebook or notes app if you don't have access to a printer. And the physical books, both the coil-bound and paperback, ship internationally. So if you don't live in the United States, just check. You most likely can get these books. And they also come with 60-plus pages of all these practice pages, weekly logs, reflection pages. That's why you're going to be writing a lot in the book, right? So if you want a physical one, don't worry about where you live. You can, it can most likely get shipped to you. Now scroll down just a little bit further, and you'll see a list of topics covered in the book. And you don't have to be looking at the website. I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh, tell you all about it. That way, you know, when you do go, you'll you'll know what's in there. So the first thing that the book covers is the fundamental structure of a tarot deck and how tarot communicates with us. And I spoke a little bit about this structure uh, of the tarot deck in episodes two and three as well, if you want to go back and listen to that. And next, we go into a deep dive into the suits and the numbers, their energy, and how they determine timing, which I have not gone over in the podcast. A lot of you, I'm sure, have when questions, and you can use the suits and numbers to determine when something will happen. I also explain the reversed energy of each suit and its effect on timing. Then we take a look into the court cards, their underlying elements and personalities. And if you've been listening to the podcast, I go in depth into the court cards using the Myers-Briggs personality types. I don't talk about that in this workbook because I think that's my personal philosophy. And I wanted this book to create a foundation for your own tarot philosophy. So I'm more straightforward and comprehensive when uh, we're talking about the court cards in the book. And I explain the reversed energy of each court card as well. And then we look into the major arcana and their underlying astrological correspondences. And the majors are archetypes, right? So I made sure to cover the absolute basics with this section of the deck. 
This way, when we discuss majors in more advanced books uh, that are coming out next year, it'll be easier to expand your understanding of them. But I give plenty of information on each major arcana in previous episodes of the podcast, so check those out if you haven't already. And in the next section of the book, I list numerous and varied definitions for each card, both upright and reversed, that can help answer almost any question. I don't think it's too soon for any of you to read reversed. I think it's too soon for you to work with spreads. Spreads are actually advanced, and this is just my opinion, but I'm not a big fan of most of the spreads I've found on social media and throughout the interwebs. They rely far too much on the label of the position and not nearly enough on the actual pattern of the spread or the pattern that the spread makes. This just makes it so much harder for you to see the symbology or the flow or be able to pick things out. You you just, when a position is so big, like... Um, what is my utmost highest good in this circumstance? You're really pigeonholing cards. You know, it's like you either have to get a good card or you really don't know how to interpret a more negative card. So we're not going to start with spreads in this book. This is going to, this book is about one card readings and there are going to be prompts in the back of the book that you'll find that have prompts for love readings, career readings, and spirituality using just one card. One card has so much information, and if you practice both upright and reversed, the answers you're going to get from one card are going to be just as astonishing as if you tried to blend an entire spread together. So let's not put the cart before the horse, and let's just get used to tarot reading, tarot card reading, and then we'll move on to spreads in later books. And finally, there's 60-plus extra practice pages weekly tarot logs, and one-card tarot reflections with one-card tarot prompts. So every section, the numbered minor arcana, the court cards, the major arcana, each of these sections has practice pages where I have you put together different elements and write them out. And in the back of the book, there's a section for up to a year's worth of weekly tarot logs. So you pull a card a week, you write out the card, and then you reflect on that card in those logs. And then there's a question prompt, like I told you about the one-card tarot readings. Uh, they prompt you for questions about love, career, spirituality, and you can try them out on yourself or you can try them out on other people if you're ready to do that. And to help you keep track of these questions, I've added 30 or 40 extra pages that are tarot reflection pages. And they are for you to write the question that you're asking, write out any reflections, and if there's a date involved, like if you're asking the question, what will my relationship look like in a month, you'll be able to write the results. So you'll write the end date of the question, and then once that end date comes up, you can write the results of that in that page as well. So this is all in the physical workbooks, the coil bound and the paperback. So like I said, you'll have plenty of writing to do in this workbook. So scroll a little bit further down and you'll see there's an ebook displayed. And if you click on the right side of the ebook, you can take a look inside of the book. And you'll see I spent so much time on the aesthetics. I love making things beautiful because, well, one, we're all distracted. So you want something that you that you can look at and think is absolutely beautiful and you really enjoy writing in it. But it also has so much nature in it. You know, I, I'm 
really chose a lot of elements that I thought are easy to connect to and also just very soothing in general. But you'll be able to go through the different sections and see how much visual aid I give. I write things out and I make them visual for you. And that's the best way that I learn. I haven't been diagnosed ADHD, but I think I am. And I need multiple ways of viewing something so that I can understand it easier and absorb it better. And then I also give you the first five cards of each suit and the first five cards of the major arcana, um, just to show you what my meanings look like. All of my meanings I have come up with using all sorts of books, but also with how much reading I've done for other people and how many readings I've done, you know, just practicing all of the time. And, And my main goal for these definitions was that I could update them, modernize them, give you words and phrases that really make sense to you so that you're not having to decipher something, you know, like there's so many different common phrases that we say that go with tarot cards. And the second you hear them, you're like, oh my God, that is what that card means. And it makes it so much easier for you to accept the meaning of the card and to relay the meaning of the card because it's going to become more personal to you. Now scroll down just a little further and you'll see where you can purchase all versions of the book. If you'd like coil bound, great, that's your first option. But if you'd like paperback instead, click where it says coil bound and you'll see the paperback option. I've applied a 15% discount through Halloween, so that takes the price down just a little bit. But if the price is still a little high for you, just scroll down right below the physical books and you'll see the PDF version, which is only $11. And I wanted to make sure this workbook is available for everyone because I think that there are so many more tarot readers with so much potential if they were to have a workbook like this. So um, $11 for the PDF, it'll always be $11, it will never go up. And I hope that that really, I hope that accommodates um, some of you, but I understand wanting a physical version as well. Lastly, scroll just a, a bit more and you'll find three free tarot spreads. I know I just said spreads are advanced, but I love these spreads and I use them all the time and they're structured correctly. So it'll be easier for you to read the cards than maybe one you find on Pinterest. So no matter what, grab the free tarot spreads. If you're already subscribed to my newsletter, you'll receive them tonight in an email I send out so you don't have to worry about it. But if you aren't subscribed to my newsletter, go get them. They're great spreads. There's one for spirituality, one for love, one for clarity. One, uh, Well, I guess spirituality is the clarity one, but there's also one for the future, uh, which is really fun. So check those out. Okay. That's all I have to say about the book, except that I really hope you purchase it. I hope you review it. I'm really excited to hear about your thoughts. And I think I've kept a lot of this stuff to myself because I, I don't know how many aspiring tarot readers are as analytical as me or need as much methodical approach as me. So if you've been listening to this podcast and enjoying this podcast, you probably enjoy a methodical structured approach to things. So if you like baby steps and practical application, you'll love this workbook. So go purchase it. Let me know what you think. And I can't wait to hear all of your reviews. I'm super, super, super excited. So now let's talk briefly about the structure of the podcast for the foreseeable future. I've had a great time coming up with what I think you'd enjoy listening to, but now 
I'd like to hold a dialogue with any of you who want to communicate with me. I'm a Libra, so I do best in conversation, so let's open this up. I'd love to hear any and all of your questions regarding tarot, divination in general, psychic development, spirituality or spiritual evolution, occult philosophy, anything that's on your mind that may require a bird's eye view or spiritual context. And how we're going to do this is super cool and very simple. If you're still on my website or still have the page up for the tarot workbook, look at the bottom right of the screen and you'll see a little microphone. Click on that and it'll take you to a voice message space. This way you can leave me a voice message and I can use that on an upcoming episode and then I can answer whatever it is that you're asking. And don't worry if you don't have a specific question. Maybe you want to know about a certain topic. That's fine too. I am incredibly discerning and I love exploring topics. So even if you ask me a question that I'm not totally sure about, I'd love to research it and come back with a response. I bet it's a question I needed to answer for myself, and I'm sure many people in the audience will want to hear the answer too. So don't worry about what you ask. I'd also love to hear about crazy psychic or paranormal experiences you've had or topics you're studying that are blowing your mind. So leave me a voice message and we can chat about what we all love magic. Now we've come to the end of the episode, and I wanted to offer the first question that I'll also answer. Does my critical or thinking mind obstruct my intuition? Is that why I'm not able to pick up anything from the cards or other divination tools? This is a question I used to have, and I get this question a lot, so I think this is a great place to start. There are two answers to this question, which are yes and no. (laughs) Ridiculous, right? Yes, your thinking is getting in the way, but no, it's not the reason you can't access your intuition. There are two main types of intuitive processing, and this isn't coming from a book. This is my experience working with people. Two different kinds. The first kind is psychic intuition, where you're able to see and sense things within your mind and body without much help. These are people who use the image on the tarot card to access their intuition. Then there's mental intuitives. That's what I am. And if you like the podcast, that could be what you are. A mental intuitive uses information to access their intuition. This is who I created my tarot workbook for, people who need a lot of information and application. A great example of a mental intuitive would be an aspiring chef. They first have to learn the basics of cooking that apply to everyone. They build their tasting notes from all the herbs and spices and catalog ingredients, what's, what belongs where, right? It, it doesn't seem intuitive. It seems structured and methodical, but what comes out of all of that knowledge are new recipes or new dishes or whole new styles of cooking, new fusions. The chef can put the structure they learned aside and allow their intuition to guide them to the quote-unquote right answer because their mind trusts the foundational knowledge and then lets go and allows intuition to take its place. 
And don't get me wrong, you can be both a mental intuitive and a psychic intuitive. I'm both, but I will say that I need to understand something in order for me to kind of let go. Now, I don't have to do that as much with trance, but things that are like divinatory uh, and, and have their own structure applied to it, I do need to know all of that so I can trust that what I'm seeing in the card is appropriate and right for the conversation and then all of a sudden something jumps to my mind because I am so used to all of the aspects of this card. So it's not so crazy when something jumps up at me and says something that, you know, may go along with the card or maybe a huge image or a thought or a, a feeling that I need to relay to the other person and I don't feel so nervous about saying it because I've spent so much time working on this. So all this foundational knowledge gives your intuition the permission to play and experiment and be wrong. You know, you got to learn it's okay to be wrong. And that's why practicing with other people or practicing on other people is so important because there's not as much pressure when you're working with somebody who's either trying to learn how to read tarot as well or a friend or anybody who doesn't have like a really heightened life circumstance going on and your intuition can just go around and enjoy itself without the pressure of of being perfect right so being a critical thinker doesn't inhibit your intuition it actually builds and strengthens it so you feel way more confident in the messages you're receiving that don't have to do with what you've learned and when something pops into your mind right out of nowhere or you sense something ominous or exciting it's not so crazy and psychic intuitives are not always right either. That's not, that's, I think, a misrepresentation of somebody who can just look at an image and, and have impressions. That's also experimentation and play. They can be wrong as many times as a critical thinker is wrong. It's just that they maybe don't need so much information in order to feel or sense something and in order to convey it. I think critical thinkers are way more nervous about conveying what they've seen or what they feel, right? So it's really more about getting yourself to a place where you're not so scared. So let go of the type of reader you think you should be and lean into how you actually learn things. If you are a critical thinker, you probably learn things in steps and that's okay. That's the, the direction you need to walk in. And my workbook, would, my workbook would probably be really great for you. <laughs> Sorry, I just stumbled over all those words. Um, and also, if you sign up to my newsletter, you know, if you get the three free tarot spreads, you will also be signing up to my newsletter. I am going to announce when we're finally going to start doing practices together. I just realized that I don't know how many people are on the same page with this. Most people, I think don't really know as much as I, I'm hoping they know when it comes to tarot. So we're going to start here with this workbook. And as I start getting more feedback about it and, and feel like people are ready, then we're going to start practicing with each other. And it's going to feel a lot more intentional than kind of fumbling around in the dark. So thank you so much, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with me. I am going to come back more often, uh, especially if there's more questions. It depends on, you know, how long it takes for people to want to ask me a question or how many questions I get. And yeah, I really hope you buy the workbook. I really want to hear what you all think. And I really just want to, you know, perform tarot with everyone and, uh, you know, go through this crazy, awesome divinatory tool together. So I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I hope to hear from you and I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. And until next time, blessed be.